Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shantae, and Whole and Complete is all about faith and wellness, loving God and living well. Listeners, it is time to land the plane. It is time to land the dating plane. Usually I don't do four episode series, but this one seemed to go on. And I am really excited to bring back into our midst, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy, who has a tremendous amount of experience and depth in this area in particular, her expertise on the dynamics of of dating relationships and all of the emotional components that really kind of drive certain behaviors is exactly what I wanted her to bring to this series. And so Dr. Tiffany, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Um, I love it here. I just love it. You know, she look all tan and blessed. So y- y'all know I'm in Chicago, right? And like Dr. Tiffany is in LA right now. I see sunshine teeming through her window. Like I am so jealous. And her birthday is this month. And I always used to tell her, I'm like, oh, I feel sorry for the February. I feel sorry for cold weather babies. Like when your birthday is in like mm-hmm. the cold, that just seems wrong, you know, but not this year. To This year, she was sunshine, blue skies. Sure was. And I'm not not mad about it. (laughs) I am not mad about it. So Dr. Tiffany has listened to the first episode, the second episode. We all got caught up on the third episode. So Dr. Tiff, what has hit you? Because we've talked a lot. You know, we've we've said a lot in episode one and episode two and and certainly in episode three. So take us where you want to start today. What jumped out to you? And then we will pick it up from there. I think what jumped out to me was the fact that there is a very big difference between dating as a mature adult and a young adult. And when I say young adult, I'm going to go from right after adolescence on up. I think that we are most vulnerable when we're speaking of dating. And um, what I've heard, you talked about attachment styles, you talk about the influence of religion, you talked about the influence of society and how we now are in this vibe of transactional relationships. When we consider all of that, I always think about the differences in how you date when you were younger, maybe in college, and how we try to date as adults. You know, maybe you have gone through a divorce, or maybe you just never did get married, or maybe you decided at one point you want to be married, one point you don't. And what sticks out to me is the issue of vulnerability. Oh, um, I was God, just talking the about V word. <laughs> she said the V yeah, word, yeah. but that that's 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 the core of this whole dating thing. And when I say vulnerability, I'm not only speaking of being vulnerable for another person, but also to ourselves, also to ourselves. Hmm. So, in my studies, the most vulnerable times we have in our lives, more often than not, are when we are younger children, teens, even college, because it's almost like it's a level playing field for people when they're dating. You know, we both in school, we both kind of broke or whatever, and we're both at a point where we want to achieve our dreams. Then you fast forward, though, to what a lot of people see on social media and even just different aspects of just being onlookers on different relationships. And you spoke to this a few times of how we create this, this fairy tale or this idea in our head of what 
relates the relationship should look like. If these things are in place, then this should happen. And what that does is really cut us off. And not only women and men, it cuts us off from being more vulnerable and getting to know the person. Sometimes that interferes with us wanting that emotional attachment that we're really looking for and replacing it with material things. So let's let's park it here because Dr. Tiffany just said a whole lot. So let me kind of walk back some of this. So first of all, let's go back to this issue of maturity. And as you were talking, it put me in the mind of that scripture and listeners, I'll put it in the show notes, but I want to say it's in Corinthians that when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man or woman, you know, when I matured, I put away childish things. And it sounds like there is a transition that needs to happen between Mm -hmm that kind of childish approach to dating versus dating as a grown up you know as a grown a man as a grown a woman you know i remember and oh i'm probably dating myself but dr tiff you probably remember this too we used to sing those little songs back when we was playing like double dutch and jump rope he bought me ice cream he bought me cake he mm-hmm. bought me home <laughs> with a belly ache you know like jumping rope you know like always this idea that the man is supposed to you know whine and dine and give and, and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's not to say that those things can't happen in a relationship and it's not to say that those things shouldn't happen in a relationship but it seems like what Dr. Tiffany is saying is that that shouldn't be the focus. I can't say it shouldn't be the focus, but I would, you know, encourage people to ask, you know, what is that in replacement of? What Mm -hmm. does it mean for someone to provide for me? Mm -hmm. And I think that that definition varies from person to person. If you are a person, you know, and I'll use you as an example, because you talked about the time you invested with yourself, everybody needs to be an expert of themselves. So if you know yourself, then you're going to know what buying bad handbags and giving money really means to you. Perhaps you grew up not feeling very secure. You didn't know where your next meal was going to come from. So if that takes the place of you feeling secure, you need to know that about yourself. And then ask yourself, is that really what I need from that other person? And what what does your going on trips mean for me? Because as we've seen, not to just rely on pop culture, but as we've seen, we got a, a whole example of how all that happened and not a man is stalking a woman. Listen, <laughs> okay. Not only oh. that, but also too, I'm a real big believer that you cannot create an identity and a vision for yourself outside of yourself. So it's something that you have, it has to generate from within. It has to generate from your, your own heart, from your own soul, from your own experience and your own gifts and talents and things like that. But to your point, Dr. Tiff, because we do live in this society of oversharing, digital oversharing, and what social media really is, I've, I've said this on the podcast before listeners, and I'll say it again, is that it's really this curated narrative it's a highlight mm-hmm. reel you know mm-hmm. for every polished picture for every hashtag couple goals hashtag relationship goals there's 511 arguments that are happening off the camera that you never see that you never hear about there are those same people that are posing for pictures are 
in having sneaky links in the DMs, you know? So it's just like, you know, you have to, to generate that idea as Dr. Tiff is saying, from what's happening in your own soul, what's happening in your own experience and not create it from this outside facade. And to be fair, let's also include that whenever somebody does include the reality that is not so pleasant, then we want to dog them out. Then we want to drag them. Then we want to drag them. There was a couple that said, hey, it just didn't work out. And what did people do? Tear them down for being honest, trying to figure out what could have gone wrong and all those things. So, I mean, you can't win. (laughs) What's that song from the Wiz? You can't win, you can't get even, and you can't get out the game. When it comes to social media, you can't win. Also, Dr. Tip, I have to ask you this question and listeners, this didn't, this didn't come up in any of the episodes, but now that I have Dr. Tiff here, I have to ask you. So like, here's the, here's the bonus round question. How do you feel about Instagram official Dr. Tiff? Like, how do you feel about these? We got to be Facebook official. We got to be Instagram official. Yeah. I'm not going to load that too much. How do you, how do you feel about that? How does that hit you? Well, you know, from what from the work that I do with people, it means different things to different people. And I, I don't knock it. I don't. You know, some couples feel like they need that and some couples don't. To each his or her own is what I say. Listeners, I'm going to give my two cents on this. Mm-hmm. I think, I'll, well, let me use me for an example. Okay, I speak for no one save myself. Because of what I do, I have a public facing platform and I have Mm -hmm. a public serving platform and listeners, whether you realize it or not, it takes a whole lot, especially for somebody who don't people or somebody who people selectively, it takes a whole lot to show up week after week and give and serve and serve and give and give Mm -hmm. and serve. And so, and, and what that means is that I'm being Dr. Shantae. That means that I am on, okay? Because I have officially offered myself up for public consumption mm-hmm. to help other people. So because I'm doing that, or because I've done that, there are parts of Shantae Chanel, not Dr. Shantae. There are parts of Shantae Chanel that I just don't want to offer up for commentary, that I don't mm-hmm. want to offer up for screenshot. I'm a big believer, like, you know, don't give people the bullets to shoot you down with. And Mm -hmm. so why load the gun? So for me, I love, I love how Issa Rae did it. She was like, Mm -hmm. she just, she just popped out with the wedding photos and folks was like, wait a minute, what did I miss? Exactly. Because she put so much of herself up for public consumption that she decided that that was going to be a part of her life that she just didn't offer up. And I don't follow her that closely, but to the best of my knowledge, I don't think that there's been a a ton of pictures since her wedding she's just like hey Mm -hmm. i'm married here's a few photos enjoy them as you will and now back to our regularly scheduled program right and that resonates with you because that's your style then you have these individuals that feel like their story is to to share whatever's going on it is to share maybe as a testimony Maybe some people feel like, you know, I am going to be vulnerable with my platform because that is the way that maybe God designed it for me. Personally, it's not me. Even as a therapist, I don't post a lot because 
honestly, I'm I'm tired, so I surely wouldn't listen <laughs> posting um, about relationships. But I do want to get back to just the transactions that we do, even with posting relationships. Sometimes I have to ask clients, you know, well, what does that mean for you? What does that do for you? Do you need that validation from everybody else? Mm, do you need the likes? Do you need yeah. the comments? And for, for many reasons, people do. That's and why I say to each is her own. So another thing, Dr. Tiff, that I wanted to, to circle back to that you said is that sometimes we create these attachments, you know, to this story of how we think our love life is going to play out or how we think dating is going to be and what have you. And for that reason, I think that dating can be a nerve wracking process, especially like specifically like with dating apps, right? So Mm -hmm. when you enter the dating process through a dating app, essentially you and the other person have put yourself in a catalog of Mm -hmm. options that the other people have access to, you know, so to go into it with the presumption that you're the quote unquote only one or that they're the quote unquote only one isn't necessarily realistic. I mean, it can happen that way. Sometimes, you know, you might just be a one and done, you know, you saw your person, they saw you, you guys connected and that's the end of it. But how do you help people kind of like manage the anxiety of not getting one attached too soon in these types of situations? And two, managing their expectations when you're going through a process such as through a dating app where there are a multitude of options. It's funny that many people view dating apps differently from, you know, in-person dating because it's the same thing, actually. You know, a lot of times you don't know if that person that you meet, you don't know if you're going to be their only one. We just assume that basically Dang, let me grab the tambourine and shake it. She's like, listen. (laughs) We do. We assume Just because you met them at Starbucks, you you met somebody else at Panera. You don't know. Right, you don't know. And we assume these things because, again, we're creating a narrative based on what we see online. You have the same issues. If you are a person that takes a person down the aisle as soon as you meet them, you're going to do the same thing online or in person. And so what I work with people on doing is, first of all, creating and understanding understanding the narrative that they're telling themselves. What does dating look like for you? Dating and being exclusive are two different things. Speak on it. Speak on it. You know, but a lot of times, and, you know, you talked in one of your um, episodes about the strong Black woman. You know, and all those narratives and things that we've been told. We also been told that you can't date a lot of different people and that you got to hold on for their life to this one person. Otherwise, it makes you a Jezebel, a floozy, a loose woman. Exactly. Which is the furthest from the truth. The, 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 The white women, they get to date. They get to go online and have all these different people that they'll have coffee with and things like that and get to know people, but we're scared of that. I just can't talk to more than one person. I can only be into one person. I'm like, well, goodness, what? we're not getting married. We're right. getting to know people. <laughs> it's just lunch. Right. <laughs> but, you know, some of that is keeping us from being more open to online dating because we get this this 
idea that we created and actually it's the same idea that we have when we meet people in person. So let's pivot slightly. Um, and this goes back to what you were talking about with respect to vulnerability. So listeners, there is something that is called social listening. And I think if you are any sort of like entrepreneur, you would do well to do this. I used to talk about this a lot back in the Believe in Bigger days when I work with brands and and platform building and things like that. But social listening is basically, well, how do y'all call it? I'm just here for the comments. Mm -hmm. You know, so (laughs) when people post things and you just go to the comments because it's amazing the things that you can learn in the comments. You can, you can, you can really get a pulse of where people are with certain issues by just being in the comments. It don't mean you have to comment personally, but you know, that kind of social listening, that looking and kind of aggregating data, there's a lot there. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what I see on some of these romantic posts or these love stories, or, you know, look how, how we came to be us and what have you, I'll go to the comments and there tend to be a whole lot of Lord, I've seen what you've done for others. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, if you're in a given season, don't do it without me. <laughs> you know? While on others, thou art calling, oh, do right. not pass me by, you right. know, and, and a lot of dear future husbands and, and all that other type of thing. And one of the things that I think can why people kind of have had these experiences because they're like, or the ever popular, where these men at? Mm-hmm. Where are these men at? Or where these type of women at? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Is with that, what I hear from that or reading that or what have you is I've had a set of experiences that differ greatly from what I see represented here on this screen. And mm-hmm. so where is this pocket of people for where this reality, quote unquote, exist. And what that sounds like is I put myself out there and would I was vulnerable. Maybe, 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 maybe mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. And so now I'm looking for the sure thing. I'm looking for the safe bet so that I can fully show up. And so how do you help people navigate that? So if you're dating, do you fully show up? Just full up, just be your best self and wholehearted and, and let it all hang out? Or do you kind of like show up, you know, with with low expectations? How, like, how are you helping people navigate that space with respect to, to vulnerability and how they should be showing up in the dating game? First of all, when people say that they tried it and they showed up and they were vulnerable, we discovered that that was a lie. Because usually, Dang, Maury said <laughs> that's a lie. Looked at the results, and we have found that was a lie. Okay, speak on it, Doctor Tiff. Because <laughs> usually, what we do is we show up guarded, waiting for the shoe to drop. We say that, oh, this is a good guy. I met him, but we waiting for, or this is a beautiful woman. We waiting for the lie. We waiting for the baby mama to show up. We haven't got comfortable with being honest with ourselves. So we want the person to be emotionally available and we're not. (laughs) So we start there. Like, what didn't work? Mm. And and you've talked about this over time. About, you know, there was a time when sometimes we have learned not to connect so that we can protect ourselves. So that's where I start. A lot of times it's, let's talk about you. How did you really show up? (laughs) 
well, well, because I grew up and I saw this. And so I decided I wasn't going to do that. But at, at what cost, you know? At what There's cost? There's always, a, you know, you have to define your story. So that's a great way I always say, let's, let's define your story. Let's write out your story without the guardedness. And, that's, and then, oh, go ahead. Oh, and then the truth is a lot of times we say, I want that to happen to me and I want what they get. And we're lying again because we say, oh, and I'm going to just use the common um, people that they talk about. Oh, I need that Russell Wilson type of love. But then y'all call him corny. Well, you don't like the way he dressed. Well, his, vo- his voice sound this way. He ain't got enough swag. He don't have no swag. So no, nah, that's not what you want. Just be honest and say, I want the future, the swag. Not the, the future, not the that's, future. That's y'all do. That's what y'all want. <laughs> but y'all want him to be. <laughs> you, want, you want future. You want future swag time. with Russell's money right. and moral <laughs> compass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all, Dr. Tiffany, she came She came to, to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay. Because she ought to given a whole read. So listeners, part of of what makes this kind of like nerve wracking is knowing is is knowing what to expect going into it and then making yourself available and not being discouraged and so i think that that's another part of it too so everybody has a different quote unquote risk tolerance you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's, it's just like investing in the stock market now me I tend to be a conservative investor because I'm like, child, ain't nobody got no time to be risking it all and, you know, and, and gambling it all away. So I do tend to be a little bit more conservative. And then there are other people that are like, hey, no risk, no reward. You know, we, we going high, we high rolling. And I think that dating is very much the same way. So everybody's not going to show up to it with the same level of risk tolerance. You might meet somebody on the first date and they've said, way more than what you were expecting to hear on the first day to be like, Oh, see that mm, that's way too much. And it's, and, but you just said, I want somebody that's honest. I want somebody that's transparent, but because they showed up with this high level of honesty and transparency that you would have never shown up with because you're not ready to go there yet. Then it's like, okay, boom, here we have an incongruity. So what Dr. Tiff is, is really driving home the point that the best way to enter the dating process is to really get clear on who you are, Mm -hmm. get clear on what you want and also get clear on what you can realistically expect from the other person. And then be realistic about the fact that it's going to take some time. Yes. And the other thing I wanted to add is look at the breadcrumbs, you know, sometimes, and I'm going to use this, I hope future, I ain't got nothing against you because I really don't know you. But when you look at the character of a person, they can't, he can't be a Russell Wilson because he doesn't have that type of character. We see that not saying that's not what the breadcrumbs are showing, but the breadcrumbs lead you to that type of person. Swag ain't never going to lead you to good character. It's going to lead you to some nice outfits, though. And well, maybe charisma. Well, some you nice know. pics for the gram. Right. And so sometimes the things that we desire, I, I'm one that believes you can have everything that you desire, but it has to make sense. And you have to know what it is you're really 
desiring. Because sometimes you think it's the swag that you want and it's not as the attention from other people that you want. Well, and another thing too, and this is, this is the key. So dating, they're not relationships, but they're a type of relationship. So as you said, there's a difference between being exclusive and dating and the key listeners. So for those of you who are still in the market on in the pool or, or what have you is, as I said, in the last episode, it is an evaluative process. You are looking for things and you are making assessments and you are drawing conclusions at the same time. What are you also coming with? Okay. What are you, what are you coming with? Because you have to, if, if it, if it turns out to be a relationship and you guys do go into exclusivity, it's not like old country buffet where, you know, you just pick and choose the pieces off the, off the buffet that you like and leave the rest on the, on the table. No, you taking that whole person. And when I say that whole person, meaning like the entirety of the person and that person you may or may not be whole, person. right. It right. may not be a whole person. Mm-hmm. And that think, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Get this. We think that, you know, everything stops at exclusivity. Like we're all good. We exclusive, we together, it's perfect. And that's not the truth. That's just the beginning. The beginning. It ain't a crock pot. Like now the work begins. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like how people are in relationships for, you know, for years, a year, two years, three years, five. And then everything is about the wedding. And it's like, finally, you know, we made it to the altar and now I'm a missus and now I'm a mister and, and we in this for life. Okay, well, welcome to the next level of the job. Like now, you know, the wedding is one thing, but now we got a whole marriage. How are we going to do this thing called life for life? And that's that's not an easy road to hold either. So Dr. Tiff, as we as we transition out, any parting words, any bases that we did not cover. So for people who are trying to manage their anxieties, and I and I know people, you know, who either through divorce or through widows or just what have you are just petrified of just like I had my person and now I don't have my person and the thought of being back out there on that market the the thought of being on these apps is just more than I can 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 handle so how do you kind of like walk them back and you know kind of nurture them into potentially getting back into that that pool and anything else we might have missed one of the things that I you know, struggle with is why do we have to make dating seem so hard and scary when it can be so much fun? And so I like for people to start where it's fun. It is fun to go out and try new things with new people for some of us that, you know, like to talk to people. Why is it so scary? And I, I, I know the answer, so to speak, but if you intend to have a good, fruitful relationship with anybody, you're going to have to put some of the fear aside and learn how to enjoy life and getting to know people and living your best life. And I'll be honest with you, since you bring that up, listeners, I don't think I shared this, but the one thing that I was deathly afraid of in the dating process was hope. I was deathly afraid of hope. Mm-hmm. Because I did not want to get my hopes up mm-hmm. about something that could potentially not work out. And so 
I didn't enjoy the process probably as much as I could have or should have or would have if I had just let myself be in the moment. If I had just kind of like released my attachments and the what ifs and what do they think and all of this other type of stuff, I was deathly afraid of hope because if I hoped and it didn't work out, then I would be disappointed and I didn't want to deal with the disappointment. So for me, the fear was hope. And it sounds like what Dr. Tiffany is saying is that you have to take a hard look at your own fears and say, what is keeping me from showing up in this process and just approaching it from a place of, hey, this is not a scary experience. This is just a new chapter. It doesn't have to be that. And I also too think it's important. And this is really important. This is super important. Listen, y'all, now you don't have to take six years like I did. But don't you be coming fresh out, no fresh off the boat. Don't you be coming fresh out, no marriage that's ended. Don't you be coming fresh, you know, from a failed relationship that you've been in for eight years and then just trying to jump back out there because. Tiffany, oh, no, I agree you that, though. Are you for real? Yes, I am for real. Oh, okay. I'll, you know, this rarely happens. Go ahead, Dr. Tiff. And I'm going to tell you, I don't agree with that because okay. when we end relationships and end uh, a job or whatever you have you we don't stop we work and heal but we also look for another job well <laughs> so I don't there I don't think that there's this you thing that there's a time to like grieve and 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 just just kind of sit with those feelings because don't you, you think that the relationship little- can be a distraction it don't see that's the thing. It doesn't have to be another relationship. Okay. But why do you have to sit and look at yourself and grieve? Okay. Go out. <laughs> if somebody wants to take you out, you can go out. She said, don't be sitting in the house in sackcloth <laughs> and ashes, beating on your chest, talking about Lord, right. why, Lord, when. Okay. I hear and you. See, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, we need to take a page out of men's book because they gonna keep it moving. And Baby. I'm and I'm not saying that um, we have to go to the extreme. And I'm what and hear me, I'm not saying jump into another relationship. What I'm saying is don't avoid continuing life. Because we don't do that in any other area of our life. We don't. This is true. That okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So relationship, no, but allowing yourself to just kind of go out. And keep it casual. And and I think that also too goes back to what I was saying in the last episode is that just let people know that up front, you know, because sometimes people will engage you from a place of like, I'm looking for the husband, I'm looking for the one. And it's 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 okay to say, hey, that's not where I am. But you know, if you want to grab a drink, you want to go to a movie, if you need a plus one for the gala, need a plus one for the gala, you know, I'm down for the get down. And, and also too, so to bring this full circle, I think this is exactly what you're talking about dating as a mature adult and having adult conversations that just clearly kind of lay out expectations instead of, well, I don't want this person to think, and I don't want that person to think, and I don't want this person to feel, and I don't want that person to feel. You can't control none of that. You can't control none of that. So all you can control is showing up and being clear about what you communicate, what you what your intentions are, and and allowing yourself to, as Dr. Tiffany says, enjoy the process without all of the the heave ho and the hangups. She said you can still grieve, 
but grieve yeah. outside is what she said. Grieve right. outside. And just hope that you show up as your best self in any season. That's just the end. That's just the reality of life. We our feelings are going to get hurt at times. We are going to be disappointed. We navigate it through any other area of our lives. We got to learn how to do that, even in romantic relationships. It's a sign of healing and growth. I love it. So Dr. Tiffany, where can people find you? Are you taking clients right now since you're living your best life? (sighs) You know, um, since the pandemic, I have been bombarded, bombarded, but I have opened up more room in my schedule. So you can find me at drtiffanybellamy.com. You can find me on psychology today under Dr. Tiffany Bellamy. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Tiff Michelle and on Facebook, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy. Only place you can't find her is in the club. But you can find me in Club CQ. <laughs> club CQ, you can find her rocking with D-Nice in Club yes. Quarantine. How about that? That's about it. <laughs> I hope that you all have enjoyed this series. I hope that it has given you much value, if not much entertainment, because this is always just such a funny and popular topic with so many different threads. So thank you, Dr. Tiffany, for being on the show. I greatly appreciate you. And listeners, we are segueing to our next series, which is self-sabotage. I have a lot to say about that. So I will see you all next time. If you have any questions, comments, takeaways, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says, and I will see you next time.